What's up, Daw Nation? Welcome to another week's episode of Behind the Daw. This is a very special episode, very wonderful episode. This is 2020 in review. So I actually didn't do a 2019 in review, but I did do a 2018 in review. So I don't know why I had to mention that, but we are doing 2020 in review. A um, couple of things. Number one, I am recording this off my phone, iPhone, microphone. Gotta love it. I'm also sitting in my car, which is fun. Um, for Christmas, my wife said, hey, take off for a couple days. Go down to St. George, Utah. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Well, I mean, not let's do it. I, I'm going to do it because I'm the only one. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, so I know that the, the audio quality probably isn't as good as what it usually is, but bear with me because I got a lot of great information to share with you guys today. All right, so what are we going to be covering? So we're going to be covering three things that I absolutely did wrong this year that just sucked. I was just like, why, 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 what, what in the world, dude, right? That's the first thing we're going to go over. And then uh, the second thing that we're going to go over are uh, three things I did right this year. What did Wyatt do right this year? And why are, the, why are these things important? Why, do you, why, why is it valuable to you to know the three things I did right and the, th- and the three things I did wrong? Because going into next year, you can avoid those things that I did wrong and you can do those things that I've, that I've already done right. You see what I'm saying? So I've already went through the thicket, through the trenches. I figured out what works and what doesn't. You know, you don't have to go through the same pain that I had, that I had to go through in 2020. Well, let me say that again. You don't have to go through what I went through in 2020. You don't have to go through that in 2021. You know what I'm saying. I stumble over my words a lot. That's why most of you come to the podcast just to listen to me mess up, which is fun, which is great. I, I fully accept that. So um, so first off, it's like, why why am I in St. George to do this episode? I actually find that this is, or I actually find this is very, very fitting for me to be in St. George, Utah. By the way, for those who have not been to St. George, Utah, what are you doing? Go there. It's beautiful. This is where I married my wife. This is where we had our kids. We lived here for years. This is where In the Dawn Behind the Daw started, by the way, it was in St. George, Utah before we moved up to Salt Lake. Um, but I wanted to come down here to reminisce on the last three and a half years of doing Daw Nation of what I've done right and what I've done wrong and the trajectory and how much growth we've seen and so on and so forth. And so it's a very special place to me. And what I, what I like to do is at the very end of the year, I really like to go to places where it really resonates with me. Like it's, it's a very special and sacred place to me. It helps me get into a better mindset, helps me to prepare for this coming year to kind of review the year of what I did right, what I did wrong and how to really improve going into this next year. All right. You, you got to have that kind of mindset, especially if you want to grow to the size that most of you want to grow to. You can't just go from one activity to the next. You can't just go from one song to the next, from one pr- uh, production session to the next. You can't, you can't do that. You got to think about it logically. You got to think about it strategically. What did I do right this time? How can I replicate that later? What did I do wrong this time? Or what didn't work this time? How do I avoid that? So on and so forth, right? So there's a nice little, a nice little, uh, uh, platitude, I guess you'd say. Anyway, so let's get into the three things that I did wrong this year. Let's start off with that because those ones are usually, people want to avoid pain more than they want to attain pleasure, which sounds crazy, but it's actually true. Um, so I think that we should go over the pain part first, all right? So what are the three things that I did wrong? The first thing that I did wrong this year was that I did not have the proper systems set in place for the growth that I was receiving, right? So what is a system, right? For those of you that have taken the Cryo Masterclass, you know at length what a system is, right? Um, for those who haven't taken it, uh, the, a system is literally just a step-by-step process to achieve something. And uh, you have systems in your life right now that you're using, right? For example, if you... Uh, when, you, when you wake up for work in the morning, you have a system. You turn off your alarm, get out of bed, take a shower, uh, uh, eat breakfast, not in the shower. That comes after the shower, scientists have, have proven. Um, but you, you have a system, right? You have a step-by-step process. You have a step-by-step process of buying gifts for people. You have a step-by-step process of... Um, of how to spend your weekends, on what to do when you're bored, on how to cook food, on, on everything. You may not have called them systems and you may not have realized that you have them, but you do, right? Um, when it comes to how our minds work, our minds love to take the easiest path possible, right? They love to, right? We're always constantly looking for the path of least resistance. And systems are a way to create the path of least resistance for the things that we need to accomplish. You see what I'm saying? So, um, for you know, for an example of 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 someone who doesn't have a system, is someone who just sits down at their DAW and they're like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I have no idea. I'm just gonna drag stuff in, I guess. Maybe work on this song. I don't know. I don't even know. Sometimes I start with the melody. Sometimes I start with the drop. I don't know. I don't know. Just 
let's just go, right? This is so ineffective, right? Because what you are doing is you are creating an atmosphere where systems cannot really shine and, and, and be able to, to work for you, right? A system in, in a production standpoint would be like, okay, um, I have my list of all of my songs that I'm currently working on and the songs that I currently want to work on, right? Um, currently today, um, I am going to sit down. I'm going to see what songs I need to work on. Can I need to work on this song? And then with this song, I know that I have a system. I always start with this and then I move to this and then I move to this and then I move to this. Okay, with this song, I am um, part three of part five of what I need to do with this song. So I'm going to go forth and do that today, right? It's much more systematic. Oh, but why it? When you have a system and you structure, I structure it like that. It takes all the creativity out. Bull crap, dude. That's literally against every study ever done on humans ever. If you want freedom and you want creativity, Creativity, create structure. <laughs> the, the, the idea that non-structure and creativity are somehow best friends is just like it's it's against all logic. It's against all scientific fact. If you want to be extremely creative, if you want to sit down at your dawn and just crush it. You need to have a system. You have to. That's that's literally just human nature. That's not an opinion. That's fact. And so, um, one thing that I realized along the way, and this this really came into effect when we were filming the Crywolf Masterclass, because the Crywolf Master Masterclass is all about Crywolf's creative system, his system that he uses, and when he uses it every single time, he can create thirty songs in thirty days. It works every single time. And so when I was learning, I was like, holy crap. This like when I was like, because like when he brought me the idea about doing the course like that, I was like, I don't know if you can fulfill that, man. Like that's, that's a pretty bold and big promise. But when he explained the system to me, I was like, shoot, dude, like if what you're saying is true, which I believe it is, this is game changing. And I thought more and more and more about systems. And I'm like, wait a second. Like, if there should be a system literally for everything, there should be a system for how we do in the DAW episodes, for how we do behind the DAW episodes, for how we create courses, for how we edit videos, for how we post things on social media, for answering back DMs, for everything, like how we reach out to people to do episodes with, for every single thing in DAW Nation, there should be a system. Because if there's not a system, we are literally wasting brain calories every single time we need to do something. Every single time we're like, hey, we need a new episode. It's like, oh yeah, what's step one? Have we reached out to someone yet? What's the, okay, who's, who's, uh, who's doing video editing? I don't know. I mean, usually with video editing, we usually do this, this, and this. I, I guess you can do that this time. Like there's so much brain calories that are being wasted trying to remember what the system is and who's going to do it and so on and so forth. And when I realized that when, uh, I, well, I, to be fair, I, I realized it way too late. You know what I mean? When I started to, cause it started to tickle my mind a little bit when we were filming the cry off masterclass, but what really like solidified that we needed more systems and what we were doing was when we released the serum masterclass with AU5 in April, because that was the biggest month as far as revenue that we've ever had. Like it was, it was insane how much growth we had that month revenue wise. But we grew, and this is a Utah term, so I apologize if most people have not heard this. In fact, it's not even really a Utah term. It's a San Pete County term is where I grew up on, or where I grew up in. And um, it's it's the saying, which is you've grown too big for your britches, basically. And so, you know, you started to, you, you've, you've started to run faster than you are able to, so to say. And we just grew too big and we didn't have the systems to support that because all of a sudden, we had all these sales, but we also had some support cases and we had questions and we also had to put out episodes. We didn't know which episodes were we needed to do. And we realized that we forgot one core piece when we launched and so on and so forth. It was like, it, it finally like dawned on me of like, holy crap, dude, like we need a, we need these systems. Cause like I'm sitting here working like 13, 14 hour days, pulling my hair out, trying to figure these things out. And this isn't sustainable. This isn't fair to my family. This isn't unfair. This isn't fair to my employees. This isn't, this isn't fair to donation and so on and so forth. And so I realized it too late that we didn't have the proper system set in place to, to sustain donation at a large scale. And unfortunately, this led to having to, to stop the podcast for nearly five months 
because I had to take that time to basically rebuild DAW Nation from the ground up and set the systems and, and so on and so forth and find a system to track the systems and teach people the systems and how to track systems is very meta. And unfortunately, we're, we're definitely like at the tail end of it all, obviously, because we're relaunching the podcast. And, you know, I've spent thousands of hours rebuilding this. But regardless, that's the first big mistake that I had with 2020 was that I did not have the proper system set in place. So how does that apply to you? Realize that going into 2021, you need systems for literally every part of your production, every part of your songwriting process, every part of your music business endeavors. You need to have systems. You have to have systems. You need a system for songwriting. You need a system for writing melodies. You need a system for sound design. You need a system for mixing, a system for mastering, a system for cover art, a system for releasing a song, a system for collaborating, a system for hiring out work, a system for anything a system for marketing. You need those systems. And because when you have those systems, it literally just takes the weight off your shoulders, off your mind. You don't wonder what you're going to do. You know exactly what you're going to do. You have a system. And where do you find those systems? You find those systems from the people that are actually crushing it. That's why it's so important for you to keep listening to the Daw Nation podcast, because we bring the people on that are currently doing it and they demonstrate their systems, their systems for doing stuff. So you can take those systems and learn those systems and apply those systems. You can alter them. You can, you can change them to what fits best for you and so on and so forth, right? There's three types of systems. The system that you create, the system that you, um, that you uh, replicate and the system that you, uh, what is it? The systems that you create, the systems that you replicate and the systems that you alter. That's what it is. Yeah. So you can create a system. Sure. If you want to make a sound design system, you want to start from scratch, find a way to do sound design from scratch, go for it. That is, that is your uh, prerogative. You can totally do that. I really, I really wouldn't recommend it because there's no data behind that system actually working, right? Then there's a second type of system, which is a system that you can replicate. So for example, if you want a sound design system, the system that AU5 teaches in the school base is top notch. I mean, literally, I mean, he's built his entire career off of that. In fact, we've had not millions. Wow, that'd be amazing. We've had thousands of people take the school base and replicate or yeah, they've replicated the system and they've received results from it. So you, you know, it's a good system already. Um, and then there is the final type of system, which is a system that you alter. Once you have found a system that works like AU5 system, you can alter that system change it a little bit, tweak it a little bit so it fits more of what you have or you experiment like, whoa, wait, maybe the system actually works not necessarily better, but better for you. You see what I'm saying? And so anyway, so going into 2021, I need you to promise me that you will be looking for systems to change everything. It'll make it easier for you. You'll be more creative. You'll, you'll, you'll have so much more fun doing what you have when you have systems everything just comes together. I promise like it's game changing, right? So that's the first thing. I didn't have the proper systems. I am currently gaining the proper systems and I'm very, very, very aware of systems now. So first, uh, first, uh, wrong thing was that second wrong thing that I did this year was I worried so much about the how and not about the who. Now that probably like, you're like, wait, what? What does that mean? So I took uh, around the time when we were filming the Cryo Masterclass um, as a treat for myself. I took a little course. Um, it's called the One Funnel Away Challenge. By the way, I, I highly encourage anyone to to do that. Like it's absolutely incredible. Um, but in it, it talked about stop worrying about the how and start worrying about the who. And so when you are building a business, which all of you are, by the way, do not. Be, do not be the person that separates creativity with business. Business and creativity go hand in hand. Business helps grow the creativity to an unreal rate. All right. And if you want to do music full time, guess what? You have a business. There's no way around it. Okay. But, um, for those of you who are building a business, uh, or a brand or whatever, you will have problems that come up. You will, you will have problems. You'll be like, Oh crap. Um, I need cover art. I need to learn how to market. I need to, um, I need to collaborate. I need a singer. I need a blah, 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 blah. I need a really cool visual visualizers to put up on YouTube, whatever it is, right? Every, every single one of you is going to run into a problem. And this problem, you should not um, immediately, the wrong thing to do is say, how am I going to solve this problem? That's the wrong thing to do. The right thing to do is to say, who is going to solve, who is going to solve this problem? 
that's the right thing to do because, and this is, this is something that I've realized that I've struggled with for three years. I, I, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that just wants to do things on his own. He wants to, he wants to, you know, when, whenever something, when a problem comes up, man, we need cover arts for, for the podcast episodes. I go and watch like 13 hours of Photoshop and try and create the cover arts myself. Right. And I'm like, oh man, I, I, I really need to, uh, have a really dope visualizer. All right. Well, I'm going to go spend 20 hours learning how to do insane visualizers in After Effects. Oh man, I really like Cinema 4D and what it could mean for like, for courses and creating cover arts for courses and intros for courses. All right. I'm going to go learn how to do that. Oh my gosh. That is the wrong thing to do. You will burn yourself out with doing that. In, in the case of a music producer or a singer or songwriter is like, man, I really need a vocalist. I'm just going to spend the next two years learning how to sing. What? What? You're going to put that song off for two years for you to learn how to sing? Or a more common one, which is for some reason tabooed in our in our industry, which is hysterical, which is I really need this song mixed. I'm going to spend the next... I, I, I got two decisions. Either I'm going to put out a song with a terrible mix or I'm going to spend the next six months learning how to mix. Are you freaking kidding me? Hire someone on Upwork for like a hundred bucks. They're going to do better than you anyways, because you don't know how to mix. I'm assuming that you don't know how to mix. Some, most of you do, or some of you do, a, a, a percentage of you do. And so th- this idea of learning, like you have to do everything. Oh, but I find pride in doing everything myself. Why it's super dope to do everything myself, right? Yeah. Well, guess what? At the end, of, when you're at the end of your life, you know, what's really going to really going to make the difference you know, it's really, you're going to look at it and be like, yeah, this, this actually means more to me than anything is not the amount of, it is not the number of skills that you have learned at the end of your life. That's not what you're going to be proud of. You know what you're going to be proud of? The impact that you have made. Okay. The impact that you have made on the human family. That is what's going to matter to you. And do you know how music producers and singers and songwriters make impact? They put out songs. All right. So do whatever you have to do to put out more songs. If that means, you know, if, if you are mixing your songs and you can only put out one song every six weeks versus you not mixing out your songs or mixing, mixing your songs. And now you can put out three songs a month. Guess which one is going to get you further and make more of an impact. You guessed it. Neither of them. I'm kidding. It's the one where you're putting out more music. And so do not, whenever you stumble on a prompt, upon a problem, do not immediately think of how can I do this? Now, I mean, if you stumble upon a problem and you're like, ooh, mixing, mastering, things of that nature really, 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 really intrigue me and I want to learn them, well, that's fine. Like, I mean, at that point, you're really interested in it. But that doesn't mean that you should put your entire career on hold to learn those things. Still allow those things to be mixed and mastered by someone else while you are learning mixing and mastering. You see what I'm saying? Do not, you don't have to slow down in order to learn a specific thing. And this is something with my career that I realized so, so hard. Everything. I mean, I was doing the, last year this time, I was doing the video editing. I was doing the audio editing. I was doing all the, everything. I was reaching out to people. I was scheduling. Well, Tevin was actually starting to schedule. So I started to follow this advice a little bit. Um, I guess he was scheduling before then. Doesn't matter. And, And anyways, you know, like literally every little thing was, I was doing it. All the tasks associated with donation, I was doing it. And along the way, I realized it's like, wait a second. I, I actually literally, I went into, I went into the software. I'm going to mention the software later because getting the software was actually one of the best things of 2020. And I'll explain that later. Um, but I went into the software and I mapped out every single thing that was recurring inside of donation like editing episodes and finding guests and editing course material and doing marketing videos and funnel videos and so on and so forth. And what happened was I realized that there was 157 recurring tasks that had to be done with Donation in like a month's time, right? And I was like, holy crap. And each one of those, by the way, each one of those takes anywhere from one to 10 hours. So you can start to see how it's like, ultra unrealistic to do this by myself. Right. And so I, um, and so I realized that I was like, okay, who can help me do this? Right. 
And so I started hiring employees. We started getting on interns. We have amazing interns now, by the way. By the way, if you are interested in being a Donation intern, hit me up. I would love to talk to you. Um, and so on and so forth. So I started worrying about the who, right? Now, whenever we have something, all right, this episode needs to be edited. Uh, this this course uh, uh, material needs to be edited. Um, the sample pack needs to be renamed and so on and so forth. Whatever it is, right? Immediately, I'm like, okay, who who can do this? Not Not how can I do this? Who can do this? What are the things inside of my business, inside of Donation, that only Wyatt can do? What are the things that only Wyatt can do? Those are the things that Wyatt should do. Everything else, someone else should do it. Because then that way, I'm spending the things that only I can do that I have my superpowers to do, right? And this is the same with you. What are your superpowers? Those are the things that you are supposed to be doing. Is it sound design? Is it rapping? Is it melody? Is it making really, really bouncy drums? What is it? What are, what are those things that are only you can do? And everything else needs to be subbed out to someone else, period. Oh, but why I don't have money? Well, guess what? Last year, I didn't have a lot of money either. And so guess what I did? I still figured it out. I, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of value pieces that one can trade, okay? You can trade your time. You can trade other resources. You can, there's a lot of other things that you can trade, okay? Um, but regardless, regardless, that was the thing. That was the second thing this year that I learned was stop worrying about the how, start worrying about the who. That took even more stress off my shoulders. It was absolutely beautiful. So now let's move into the third thing, which is, oh, wow. When I had this realization, it was, it hurt so bad. But at the same time, I was so happy that I realized it. It was when I finally realized that I didn't understand dependencies. And what is a dependency? And this is going to blow you away. This is, this is your, I'm sure most of you listening that you're going to listen to this, this, this specific part and be like, holy cow. What? Like that makes so much sense. Okay. So a dependency is something that require that you have created that requires your attention and that will continue to require your attention in order for you to stay afloat. Okay. So this is, this is, for example, with, with donation, a dependency that I had before we launched courses was in the DAW. That was a dependency. I had to keep up within the DAW, right? I had to keep creating episodes and releasing those episodes, right? After that, I created another dependency, which was behind the DAW, right? Um, so those two were like my main dependencies for a very, 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 very long time. And it was easy to keep up with them. It was just two different things. We didn't have any other complicated nonsense going on. I mean, relatively easy. I mean, there's still an enormous amount of sacrifice, but a lot easier than what's going on now. Um, but, uh, so those were the dependencies. But then when I added the school of basin with AE5, that became another dependency. But here's what I realized was that I didn't fully grasp or I didn't fully create a system to maintain the dependencies before moving on. I didn't have a system that I was satisfied with within the DOM, behind the DOM before I added the school base. And then after I added the school base, I didn't have that dependency fully down. I didn't give it all the time and attention that it needed marketing-wise to be able to, to scale it to the moon before I added in the Zodiac Masterclass with Zan Griffin. And I didn't fully leverage the Zodiac Masterclass dependency with marketing and whatnot before I, before I released uh, the Levitate Masterclass. And I didn't fully leverage the Levitate Masterclass before I released the, the, the Sierra Masterclass. And we didn't fully leverage the Sierra Masterclass before we released the Cryo Masterclass. And so now we have all of these dependencies that all require time and all require effort and all require, uh, you know, like an extraordinary amount of thought and, 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 um, creativity and ideas to go into it to literally make it just, just ultra sustainable. And so now I'm dealing with in the DAW and behind the DAW and the school of base and the Zan Griffin Masterclass, which is a Zodiac Masterclass, the Levitate Masterclass, the Serum Masterclass and the Cryo Masterclass all at once all at once and dealing with all those things, not to mention some of the new uh, material that we're creating right now. And what it, what I realized was if I would only have doubled down on in the dot and really create the system with it first so I could just scale this thing to the moon, then I could bring in behind the dot, 
And when that was there, we felt comfortable with it. Yep, we know the systems, we know the process, we know how to do this like the back of our hand, we're crushing it. Then we bring in the school base. And then we crush the school base, we get the systems in place, we know what to do, we know what's going on, it's rocking and rolling. Then we bring in the Zodiac Masterclass and crush that and get that sustaining and still make sure you're in the doll behind the doll and school base are still going, they're still going, it's still good, right? And then bring in the Levitate Masterclass and then the Sarah Masterclass and then the Cryoff Masterclass and everything that comes after that, right? That is what I didn't realize. And I see this time and time and time and time and time again with all musical creatives, by the way, right? They create a song. They don't have the system set in place to finish that song. They get bored with it. They get stressed. They get overwhelmed. So they create a new song and they're loving it. It's great. It's fun until it's not. And then they don't have a system to create to finish that song either. So then they create another one, but they never finish it. And then they create another one. They never finish it. And you have 50 unreleased songs at that point, or you have a bunch of finished songs and you don't have the system to release it. All of a sudden you don't just have seven dependencies like I do. You got 70 dependencies. You have all these dependencies of things that you need to finish. Oh, what about that collab that you started with so-and-so? You shouldn't have started that collab with so-and-so until you finished this song. You shouldn't have started those other three collabs before you finished the first collab. You shouldn't have started the second album before you finished the EP. You should have reached out to that label until you had all these other dependencies taken care of first. And this blew my freaking mind, which is if, and this all comes, this little, this all comes back to systems. Literally everything that we've talked about so far just comes back to systems. If you do not have the systems set in place, you will never be able to determine what is finished, what is no longer a dependency. If you don't have those systems set in place, you'll never know when you can move on, what you need to do to finish that thing, right? Having, I can tell you, if you, if you want to be stressed out, if you, if you want to be thrown into a corner where you're like, oh crap, Maybe music isn't for me because all I'm doing is just stressing out about everything. It's because you do not understand systems and it is because you do not understand dependencies, okay? If you have systems and if you have dependencies and you know how to create the systems and you know how to knock out those dependencies, it becomes like a video game at that point. It's just like, cool, what's the next step? Where's the next place that I go, right? Imagine playing, maybe you guys have, I know you guys have done this. You've played video games before and you have no freaking idea what to do next. Now we live in a digital age where we can just hop over to YouTube and be like, what do you do next? If you do this thing and you know, answers will come up immediately. But imagine like when you were kids and you play that and you didn't know how to go on the internet and search up, uh, how do I finish this thing? Or how do I get to the next level or whatever? And for months you would play that video game going through every nook and cranny of that video game, trying to figure out what to do. I remember doing that with kingdom hearts as a kid and with Zelda, um, Ocarina of time. That was awful. I'm like, what do I do? Where do I go? I don't know. Am I over here? Am I wasting my time? I only have limited free time every day to do this. I can't just, what is going on, right? That is what most of you are feeling with your music career right now. And it's because you have all these dependencies. It's, it's, it's stressing you out. You don't have the systems to finish it. It's freaking you out. This, this is it, guys. I'm telling you, if you understand systems, and you understand dependencies, I'm telling you 2021 is you're going to rocket through it, okay? You're going to blow through it, okay? So those are the three things I did wrong this year. I didn't have the proper system set in place. I worried so much about the how and not the who, and I did not understand dependencies. Okay, those are the three things that I did wrong this year. So now let's get into the three things that I did right this year. Okay, I'd just like to bring this up to everyone that I just, um, my back was hurting because I was, uh, I set my phone on the, the steering wheel and I've been leaning over this whole time. My back's hurting, so I lean or I scooted the seat up all the way. The seats go up so far nowadays. This is so weird. This is, this is kind of, kind of cool. I don't know how to feel about this. Anyways, so let's get into the three things I did right this year. So the three things that I did right this year, let me pull up my notes. The three things I did right this year. Oh, yes. Oh, this is wonderful. This is one that is completely against what everyone has experienced this year. Uh, number one, the first thing that I did right this year was I did not let COVID slow me down. In fact, I took COVID and I leveraged it as much as possible to my advantage, right? I remember the day, the exact day when the COVID pandemic really, really ignited. Like it was insane. I remember, um, I remember I was, it was like, it was like, yeah, it was like early, what was it, early March, late February, somewhere around there. I just got back from Florida with my family and I got a phone call from Brendan Nielsen, who's daddy. Go check out daddy, by the way, guys. Um, he's amazing. Um, absolutely incredible punk EDM crossover guy. Anyways, um, 
I mean, he called me. He's like, dude, Trump just shut down the borders. And I was like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, like COVID and he's shutting down all exports of whatever, not letting people in. I'm like, oh, wow, that's crazy, dude. I didn't realize COVID was that insane. And I remember the next day, you know, all of like all, all of our stores were basically gone with food and, and, or wow, that was really great English. Why? Congratulations. Was, was just empty of food and the toilet paper thing, the hand sanitizer thing and so on and so forth. And I remember thinking to myself, I was like, this could be really serious for our business, right? Like donation sustain it, sustains itself by selling our courses. And if no one can go to work, they're not going to have money to, to do courses. Right. And so I remember thinking that and I was like, shoot, like that is crazy. And then I, I really, really thought about it. And I was like, I bet you anything, everyone is going to be slowing down right now because they're, because it's scary out of fear. They're going to slow down. They're going to stop selling stuff. They're going to, you know, like really focus on X, Y, Z. They're going to be afraid that so on and so forth. And I thought to myself, I was like, I am not going to be one of those people. I am going to continue forth, forth with double the with double the force. Like, I am not going to be one that slows down during COVID. Right? We are going to continue forward. I remember Ben. He's like, "What do we do?" And I was like, "We are going to continue forward, just as things always have been. We are not going to slow down. This is not going to slow us down. I don't care what we have to do. We are not going to slow down." He's like, all right, sounds good. And so I didn't, we didn't, we as, we as Dawn Nation did not slow down. We did not stop. And oh, the fruits of our labor, right? Most people, when I talked about earlier, like in April, which was like our biggest month for revenue ever, um, most people were like, oh, is it because everyone was home and wanted to partake of courses after the stimulus check came out? Absolutely not. I mean, I mean, actually, let me rephrase that. Maybe, maybe that had a part of it, but I don't think that's what it is. It's because we doubled our efforts. We tried different things and we tested so much and we did not slow down. And that is, that was both our, our salvation and our damnation at the same time as our salvation. Cause we were like, whoa, look at all the fruits of our labor. This is awesome. It was also our damnation because we did not have the system set up in place to be able to sustain what we wanted to do. So there's a fun little thing for you. Anyways, so so when COVID came, when something like that came, I did not see that as an excuse to stop, right? I actually contemplated about this a lot this morning, the difference between reasons and excuses, right? So uh, I, still don't, I still don't have a proper definition to fully say the difference between the two, but basically an excuse is, a, is, is uh, an excuse is like, the facade version of a reason, right? A reason is legitimate, right? Like if I told you right now, like, hey, Jimmy, uh, turn into a pair of scissors. You'd be like, um, I can't. I'm like, no excuses, no excuses, no excuses. You need to turn into a pair of scissors. Like, uh, like that's actually literally impossible. Like no one can do that. That You can't just turn into a pair of scissors. We can all agree, hopefully, that we can't turn into a pair of scissors. Maybe, you know, maybe by the end of COVID, we'll figure it out. I don't know. So, but but that is a reason. That is a real reason. Like there's no way that you're going to look at an amputee person and say, you know, that it has an amputated leg and be like, put on the shoe. It's like, I, I can't. Don't make excuses. Put on the shoe. I, bro, like there's not a leg there. I don't know what you're, I can't. Right? You would never do that because that is a legitimate reason. An excuse is something that is framing itself as a reason, but doesn't really have any substantial weight to it. Right? So it's like, for example, hey, Wyatt, um, why didn't you finish this episode of In the Dot? Oh, well, um, you know, like, uh, I was tired. You have an entire team to, to edit a freaking episode. That's, that's not a reason. That's not a very, that's, that's, that's an excuse. Like, don't, don't, don't give me that crap, right? And so, you see what I'm saying? Like, it's, 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 you, you, I'm, I, I felt like literally everyone during COVID just went straight into excuse mode. I can't work on my music because I'm stressed about XYZ. I can't do this because of XYZ. I can't do this because of XYZ. When, I mean, there could have been legitimate reasons in there. I'm not, I'm not saying that all everyone, what everyone has said was not a legitimate reason, but I want you to actually look at, you know, this, this, the COVID situation, actually ask yourself, was there legitimate reasons that without a shadow of a doubt that you brought these reasons before the, the, the music production council and you said, this is the reason why 
2020 didn't work out the way it was and would the music production council be like yo no no like that actually makes sense like I'm, I'm very sorry for that or would they be like come on dude there's people in third world countries that are finding a way to do what you couldn't do like what what's going on here right and so and so that's you see what I'm saying like this is this is something that I want I can't judge that I can't I can't judge you for that only you can answer that during COVID did you make excuses or were there actually legitimate reasons? If they were legitimate reasons, I feel for you. I have an, an intense amount of empathy for you. If they're excuses, the empathy is completely gone and I'm expecting 2021 to be much better for you. Does that make sense? Is that okay? I feel like that's completely reasonable for me to say. Okay, so that was the first thing that I did right this year. I did not let COVID slow me down. I was like, how can we make this even better? How can we help people during COVID? How can we grow our business to, an, to the next freaking level, Right. Oh, the fruits that came from that were just beautiful. Yeah, so that's the first thing I did right. Second thing I did right, every single one of you should plan immediately after this episode to do this. I don't want any excuses. There's no reason, right? Uh, no, I'm messing up my, my, my words now. There could be a reason. There are no excuses for this, okay? This is, this is easy. This is super easy. And the benefits are, gonna, there's a hot air balloon. Look at that thing. I can't see it that well because I'm not wearing my glasses. It's red. What a what a wonderful little gift. Okay, sorry. Back to reality. <clears throat> um, but this is something that every single one of you, I'm expecting you to do after you listen to this episode. I don't care if you change who they are later. I want you to do this ASAP because I promise you this is going to change your 2021 experience immensely. Okay. The second thing that I did right this last year was that I got an accountability partner. You don't have to spend a dime on, a, on an accountability partner. In fact, don't. Don't spend a dime on an accountability partner. And, if, and so you ask, okay, what, what is an accountability partner? Why, an accountability partner is someone that you meet with regularly, twice a week, once a week, once every two weeks, three times a day. I don't care, just something like that. But it's someone that is similar to you, both in personality and in goals. They don't have to do the exact same thing that you're doing, but they need to be, you know, arguably in the same realm as you. And they need to be, they need to be willing to progress the way that you want to progress and achieve, you know, they they need to want to be able to push themselves to the next level. They, they are infatuated with the idea or passionate about the idea of pushing themselves and growing themselves and, and, and making an impact on the world. I right? need to find someone like that. And you meet regularly. So me and my accountability partner, which surprise, surprise, I know most of you probably already have assumed who this is. It was AU5. AU5 was my accountability partner for this year. But we met every single week for a really long time. Eventually, we actually had to slow down out of necessity. Um, but we met every single week for a very long time. And every week, we we're like, we went over just a couple of things. Like, what went wrong this week? Okay. Now, what do we do next week so that that thing doesn't happen again? What, what went right this week? Okay. Well, this went right this week. Okay. So, how do we double down on that next week, too? And then we also said, what are we most afraid of in the coming week? What are the fears of, 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 of what's coming in the next week? How do we turn those fears into strengths? And then uh, finally, which is what are we, what are, what potential is going to come from this week? What is something that could happen this week that is potentially going to just be game changing? How do we make that even more game changing? Right. And this helped me a lot and it helped AU5 a ton as well to be able to not allow our thoughts inside of our mind to just sit there and fester. You've probably noticed this, that like a problem seems absolutely enormous inside of your mind until you get it out and you're like, oh wait, I mean, it's still big, but it's not that big. Um, or you get it out to someone, they're like, hey, why don't you think about this? And you're like, holy crap, why didn't I think about that? You know what I mean? And just like getting that out, that there's an immense amount of value to that. And then um, being able to say like, hey, like I'm really afraid or I'm really struggling with this. Well, w- w- what if you did this? Oh, that's a great idea. Cool. By the time, the next time we meet, I'm expecting you to have that done because I don't want that to control your life anymore, man. You're like, you know what? That makes sense. Thank you. you. You see what I'm saying? Like it was one of the best things ever. So I hit up a five last January and I was like, hey, will you be my accountability partner? He's like, yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. And so we met and it was, it was serious. Like it was therapeutic. Like it was cathartic. It was amazing to be able to meet with someone who was trying as hard as I am at my craft to grow. And for him to, to listen to my problems and listen to my struggles with such empathy, with no judgment whatsoever. And to have the, 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 the right and the space to be able to be, to be like, okay, so have you thought about 
doing this to be able to fix your situation? Or have you thought about this? Or what do you think about this? Or so on and so forth. And then to commit to that, to know that I had to get that thing done by the next time we met because I didn't want to let him down and he didn't want to let me down. You see what I'm saying? Like it was one of the greatest things ever that I could have done for, for 2020. Oh my gosh. Like it was so incredible. And I'd highly encourage you to do that as well. Find another producer that is, it doesn't matter if they're the same size as you or not, as long as they're passionate about what, what they're doing and you know, they're within the same realm. If you make dubstep and they make future bass, it doesn't matter. You guys are still producers. And if you connect really well, like on an emotional and personality level, then that's all the better. You see what I'm saying? And so please, 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 please find an accountability partner that will change your freaking life. You guys will push each other. Hey, did you get that song done? No, I didn't. Hey, hey, man, you, you committed last week to get that done. What's what's going on? Well, I don't want this happening anymore. What can we set up this week to make sure that you actually do get it done, right? And you know, like, or, or hey, dude, what, what was your great success this week? It was this. Oh, dude, I'm so glad you told me about that success because I've been struggling with the same thing. And what you went through is truly opening up my eyes now so that I don't have to go through what you went through. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's just, ah, oh, so, so, so good. So please, 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 donation, get an accountability partner, ASAP, all right? And after you get it, tag me in a freaking Instagram story. I'm, 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 I'm holding you to this, okay? If I don't see those Instagram stories come through, I'm gonna know, I'm gonna know. I don't know if you didn't, didn't know if you didn't do it. Okay. All right. Tell me the Instagram story. Thank you so much. Why Troy at Nation. I got this accountability partner. I'm stoked for 2021. That's what I want to hear. Something like that. Okay. So anyways, we got that. Moving on to the next thing. Number three. So I alluded to this um, when I was talking about the things that I did wrong this year uh, when I was going over the, the, the who's not the how's, right? And so I talked about this software, this piece of software that I got, which by the way, completely free, completely free. I'm not associated with this product whatsoever. I found it and I was like, this is so dope. I don't make any money off this because it's free, literally free. Anyways, and so you know that I we literally run our entire, we literally run everything through this. Our entire operation, entire donation is ran through this piece of software. It is called ClickUp. It's free. Download it, immediately turn on dark mode because the light mode is just so blindingly white. Um, and you just look at it and you're like, it's like staring into the sun and then you put it in dark mode. And you're like, ah, oh, that's nice. That looks really, really nice. Anyways, it is, it's a project management app. It's a to-do list, project management app, calendar, the, the, everything, right? It's so, 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 so big, but I got ClickUp and I started putting everything in there, all everything in there. Every single asset associated with every single episode, every single asset associated with every single course, every single task that needed to be done with every single to- every single course and every single uh, episode, who was assigned to what, what were the due dates, what were the estimated dates, what is the order of operations, what to do first, then this, then this, keep track of systems in there. I do every single thing in my life now inside of ClickUp. I am offloading it from my mind. It lives in ClickUp. I know it's in a safe space. I know I have, if I have questions, I can go to ClickUp and find whatever I need inside of there. Nothing is lost. Everything is on a timeline. It is so freaking wonderful. Oh my gosh. My So much of my brain RAM has been reclaimed at this point because I'm not just sitting here like, oh yeah, I gotta do this. Oh yeah, I gotta do this. When was this due? Who's doing this? When is this? Where are the assets for this? What do you mean I assigned this to the same person twice? What do you mean we don't know where any of these assets are? What do you, like, like all that completely gone, completely gone, completely gone. And so I'd highly encourage you to go and download ClickUp like right now, right after you get that accountability partner, download ClickUp, okay? It's free. You can keep track of everything. What songs you're working on, what you need to do with those songs. What are the due dates with those songs? Any assets with those songs, cover arts, stems, sample packs, whatever, just notes and feedback. And it doesn't matter. Everything, multiple versions of the songs. It doesn't matter. All that can be stored inside of ClickUp and you can have that literally for the rest of your life in a safe space. I can't listen to any of my old songs. You know why? Because they got lost and my computer got corrupted. That sucks. I can't have those back now. If they were uploaded on ClickUp, guess what I'd have? Music literally from 2012. And so it's like, oh, frick, dude, no, no, just, just do it. Just trust me. It's going to, it's going to help you out. One of the best systems that I have now is using ClickUp to keep track of everything, literally everything, literally everything. I literally spent an hour today creating a template inside of ClickUp for a behind the DAW 
um, interviews. I created that template. It lives in there now. I never have to think about it again. Think about it again now when I go into any behind the dot episode when I'm interviewing someone, I just pull up that template. Bam, I know exactly what to say. I know exactly what to mention. I know exactly the structure of the episode. I don't have to think about it. As soon as it's done, everything gets uploaded to that, sent off to the editors. Done. You see what I'm saying? It's like, it's so streamlined. It's so optimized. I'm reclaiming that space inside of my mind so I can actually have the energy to do other things now, which is insane. So third thing that I did right this year, which I'd highly encourage you to do is click up. Keep track of all your clouds in there. Keep track of all of your songs in there. Keep track of what you need to do with those songs. Keep track of due dates of when you need to release those songs. What labels you've reached out to, um, who, who you need to mix and master, what, whatever it is, you keep track of everything inside of there. All of your inspiration things, things that inspire you, you can keep track inside of ClickUp, right? All the pictures and the songs that inspire you about this. If you want to write notes about what you're feeling to eventually translate that into a song, you can do it inside of ClickUp. It's all in one space. It's so easy to organize. It's beautiful. It just makes Makes sense. Guys, please just do it. Okay. Okay. So those are the, th- those are the three things I did right this year, but I got a bonus. There's a bonus guys. There's a bonus, but this, this bonus going to be real. Just going to be flat out honest. Probably going to piss a lot of you off. And I feel sorry that something like this would piss you off. I feel sorry that, that most of you aren't already doing this. I do understand how hard it is, but I'm sorry because most of you are going to be like, okay, why? Oh, okay, please. I've heard this a billion times. I'm different. My situation's different. Ugh, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. To which point I say, when you fully try what I'm about to say, and then you can with a surety be like, I've tried this for 30 days. I was, I was true to it. And it didn't work for me. At which point I'd say, okay, you are, you are exempt. You will no longer hear anything from Wyatt Troy about you needing to do this at this point. Okay. But until that point, until you really, 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 really try this, I'm still going to keep saying it. Okay. The thing, the fourth thing that I did right this year, I'm not joking, completely changed everything allowed me to get more work done more efficiently. I was happier. I was healthier. I was, I felt like I just got so much done. I was reaching into the far depths of my soul and my potential was waking up at 5am. Now, a lot of you, especially those that are like, those are like 19, 20, 21 in college, you're not married. You don't have kids. You're like, why on earth would I do that? Is that's like social suicide, right? Why, why would I do that? I'm a night person. Clearly there are morning persons, morning people and night people. Why, what do you mean waking up at 5am? Like that just sounds disgusting, right? Well, first off, I mean, I mean, if we want to go science, cause I like going science, I like facts personally. Um, if we want to go science, the circadian rhythm of a human works the best when you go to bed early and when you wake up early, period, end of discussion. Staying up late is linked to many, 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 many health detriments. So many, I mean, you're literally like, our, we, you gotta remember, even though we live in a modern age, we still have our ancestors' primal brains inside of us, Right? our ancestors' primal brains still rule the vast majority of us. And guess what our ancestors did? They did not stay up all night because it was stupid for them to do that. It was stupid. They can't see anything. They can't go hunting. Something can attack them in the dark and they don't know where it is. They're going to be walking around with a torch because they could be attacked by another tribe. Okay. When the sun went down, they went to bed. And when the sun came up, they woke up. Our primal brains, our bodies are literally built to do that. So if you want to go science, like you're literally fighting against human biology, right? Our bodies are built to do that. When you do what your body is built to do, you feel better because it rewards you. It's like, oh, thank you for actually doing what you're supposed to do. Like eating. You ate. Good job. I'm going to reward you with a crap ton of dopamine so that you do this good thing again. Oh, you drank water. Good job. I'm going to reward you with dopamine to get you to do this again. So on and so forth. It is the same with going to bed early and waking up early. That is literally what our bodies are designed to do, right? So if you want to go science... Let's do this. This I've, I've I've literally never read a a reputable study that suggested that night that there is really a there is really night people and there are day people. Right, most of the time it is just people saying that they are night people because they don't have a proper sleep schedule. They just go to bed at three a.m. and wake up really really late in the day. 
because that's what they gravitate towards. But just because you gravitate towards it does not mean you're a night person. Seriously, if you went to bed at nine o'clock and woke up at 5 a.m. every single day for 30 days, you would be mind blown at how good you feel. You'd be mind blown at how much work you got done, right? What really started this off for me was actually two years ago in uh, 2018, I watched a YouTube video by Jocko Willicks, um, who, by the way, um, most terrifying man on earth. But he was he was doing this podcast and the person asked him about waking up. His is 4.30. I, I mean, 4.35, whatever, it doesn't matter. As long as it's early, right? Yours could be 6.30, it doesn't matter. It's just the concept of waking up early in the day and going to bed early, right? He's like, why do you wake up at 4.30 in the morning? And he's like, tell me, what do you, like, when you get done at night, like seven, eight o'clock, what do you want to do? And the guy that he was, that was interviewing him was like, oh, like, I like to go home and, you know, I might work out a little bit, but I mean, I'm, I'm reading books, I'm watching TV, I'm playing some video games, browsing social media. And he's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. and tell me what, do, do you feel like doing those things at five o'clock in the morning? And he's like, no, like when I'm, when I wake up at five o'clock in the morning, or if I wake up early at all, I am not tempted to go play video games. I'm not tempted to watch movies. He's like, that's interesting. That's really, really interesting. Do you believe like we, we all need time to rest. We all need time to rejuvenate. Do you know how much time a day you need to rejuvenate though? Really? Like how much time you need? I know it's not, not talking about how much time you want. Do you know how much time you need to rejuvenate every single day? And the guy's like, I don't know, a couple hours. He's like, it's about an hour an hour that you need to do do something about maybe an hour maybe two hours if it's a really stressful day just some just to do something that is not beneficial to you at all necessarily it's not helping you become healthier or, or for you to grow a business or grow personally like just something like watching tv you just enjoying doing it right you only need like one to two hours per day so these people that come home and from seven o'clock until midnight or until three, they just play video games. They are wasting an enormous amount of time. They're not helping themselves. They're actually making things harder for themselves, right? Because now they stayed up so late, they're going to wake up the next day. They're going to be groggy and it's going to suck and they're not going to be able to get as much done. And so they're going to feel stressed. And so they're just going to go play or video games or do whatever those things are that help them feel better, right? He's like, the reason why I do it is because it makes the most amount of sense. I wake up at five. Number one, I feel great. I feel amazing. Yes, it sucks getting into the habit. But after a while, it's like, why do I feel so good waking up at five? And I can attest to this. Like I was that way. I woke up at five. I was like, I feel miserable. A week later, I'm like, why do I feel so good at 5 a.m.? This is really weird. And it just kept getting better. I feel great right now. And so on and so forth. So um, anyways, so he's saying he's like, I, I wake up at five and I feel great. And I'm not tempted to do things that are time-wasting. I feel very productive. I feel very motivated. I want to get things done. And I get those things done. And guess what happens I get when I get those things done? I feel good. I feel good because I've gotten those things done. I have a clear mind. I'm not clouded up with, with stuff that's going on in my mind. I'm doing the most important things at the very, 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 very first part of the day. I feel really, really good. And guess what? what, what guess what happens when you get things done? You feel good. You want to do more things. So you keep getting those things done. You're doing more things. You're feeling really, really good. At the end of the day, when I need a break, I take that one hour to two hours to do whatever I to do whatever I want to just veg or do whatever. And I feel great. And then at nine o'clock, I'm tired. I'm legitimately tired. I go to bed. I'm not wasting my time four hours a day playing Fortnite, right? I'm literally, I'm, I'm still doing those things that I like, but I'm getting the things done that I want to. And it feels good to get the things done that I want to. It feels great to get the things done that I want to, right? Why would I not live that life? And the guy was like, holy crap, that makes a lot of sense. And I feel the same way. I was like, screw it. Like, I don't know if this guy is right. This is two years ago in 2018. I was like, I don't know if this guy is right. I have no idea if this guy is right. This guy could be totally wrong. I'm going to try it though. I started waking up at 5 a.m. Everything changed. I can't tell you like literally a week into waking up at 5 a.m. I think it was like three days into waking up at 5 a.m. I woke up and I was like, I don't think I've ever felt this rested ever in my entire life. What? I felt so alert, so sharp. And I was like, whoa. And by the time like nine, 10 o'clock rolled around, I was like, I've gotten so much done. And that feels good to know like most people aren't even awake yet. And you've already gotten so much done. It feels so good. And because that feels good, that means you want to do more and you work and you work and work. And finally, at the end of the day, end of the workday, you're like, well, first off, the end of the workday is no longer like five or six. It's like two, you know, like two in the afternoon. You're like, I'm done. 
I'll do what I can do whatever I want now. What do I want to do? Go to the gym, do whatever, right? And now I'm doing other productive stuff besides work. But then finally, at the end of the day, it's like I've put in a solid day of work. I have done good, good, good work. I deserve to have a break. And you feel good about taking a break because you've known that you've gotten the things done that you need to. And then you can relax and get that rejuvenation that you need. And then, you, and then you're tired. You're like, I'm actually legitimately tired. I'm going to go to bed now. And you go to bed and so on and so forth. This idea that, that you are just a night person because that is what you have gravitated towards does not mean that you are a night person. The only way that you are a night person is if for 30 days, you go to bed at three and you wake up at 11. And if you feel just unbelievably amazing, then you are a night person. I'm not saying that night people don't exist. I mean, because every form of person exists. I'm just saying it's very, 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 very unlikely because it's going against basically all human biology, right? But there are people out there that I know that are legitimately night people, but I feel like they are extremely, extremely, extremely rare, profoundly rare, okay? Um, But if you go and then you try the other way, you go to bed at 5 a.m. every, or go to bed at 5 a.m., Yeah, you wake up at 5 a.m. every single night. I'm butchering this. Wow. You go to bed at, oh my gosh, you wake up at 5 a.m. every single day, right? For 30 days. And if you can look at me in the face and say, I feel terrible. I hate my life. I feel awful. I don't feel good. I'm not getting things done. If that is the case, by all means, but you do not have, well, you do have the right, you have the right to do whatever you want, but I will not take it. I will not accept that you are quote unquote, a night person before you have tried the 5am challenge, which is waking up at 5am every single day for 30 days. And at the end of it, if you do not feel like you are just crushing it and getting so much done and, 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 and you feel so well rested and everything is just coming together, then I will accept that. But I tried it. It blew me away. I can only speak from my experience and from scientific fact. All right. That's the only thing I can do. So I highly encourage you. I know most of you are like, oh, but social suicide. I'm telling you what, maybe you don't have as much time to spend with, with, with your peers when you're, when you're, uh, what's called when you're going to bed at nine o'clock and waking up at 5 a.m. But guess what? The time that you do have, you're going to feel a lot better about. Cause like, guess what? You got the crap done that you need to get done and you're feeling great. And uh, the quality of time is going to shoot up like crazy. Okay. So that is the last thing that I did right in 2020 is waking up at 5 a.m. I wasn't perfect with it. I fell out of the habit a couple of times, but I'm back in the habit now and it is beautiful. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. I get so much done. I feel so good. I feel so good. I love watching the sunrise. Like it's incredible. I'm up and I've already got a couple of hours of work done before my before my kids wake up, oh, it feels so good. The worst feeling in the world is waking up the kids screaming, saying, daddy, get up. We got to do stuff. I'm like, oh, just leave me alone. You know what I mean? And so anyways, so with all that being said, that is my 2020 in, in review. I really appreciate you guys sticking with me all the way to the end, especially me being in the car. I'm recording this off an iPhone. I went on several different rants, but I promise you going into 2021, Take, take my systems that I've done. Okay. Take, take the work that I've already done. You don't need to go through the thickets the way that I did. You don't need to go through the pain that I did. You know, you don't need to go through drudges the way that I did. Learn from me. Okay. Learn from what I did wrong. Learn from what I did right. And literally, literally you're, you are in a better position right now listening to this than I was last year because I didn't know these things. You know, these things now, you know, these things leverage these things. Okay. Don't let my sacrifice be in vain. And so anyways, Donation, thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. Uh, we're getting back to releasing every two weeks. Woo, woo. So we got a Behind the Dot episode coming out in two weeks from now. Make sure to check out that one. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm pretty sure it's with Chime. It's really good. It's so good. Oh my goodness, Donation. So make sure to check out that episode of Behind the Dot with Chime when it comes out in a couple weeks. And of course, if you want to support Donation while simultaneously growing your music production skills to the next level, learning those systems that are going to absolutely change your life. Head on over to donation.net. Check out our courses. They are amazing. You are learning from the people who are currently crushing it, who are currently doing what you are looking for, who currently have created those systems that work. You don't have to go and try and create them yourselves. It's way too much time, right? That's the how. Who's the who? 
These guys are the who, the Donation products that we've worked with. Wow, that was amazing. Donation products that we were the Donation people that we've created products with. Those are the ones that are the who. They've already figured this out. Go leverage what they got. You, you struggle with creativity. You struggle with creating music every day. Cry off masterclass. Learn how to make 30 songs in 30 days. The system has been proven. It's done. It's there. This, the pain has already been went through. It's been created. You leverage it now. You want to get better at sound design? School base. It is the sound design system that AU5 has used to literally create an unreal amount of music and a huge impact. The dude, by the way, put out 30 songs last year. 30, 30. 30 songs. That's more than two songs a month. Okay? 30 songs using this system, using that sound design system. Okay? Okay? Guys, these are the guys. Go, go, go check them out, okay? Uh, regardless, Donation, love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening all throughout 2020. 2021 is going to be insane, everybody. More episodes, more courses more content than you could ever imagine. It's it's actually insane, okay? But Donation, like, follow, subscribe, repost, uh, tag a bathroom stall, do something. I don't know. We'll probably don't do the bathroom stall one. Anyways, you know what I'm saying. Anyways, thanks so much, guys. Have a wonderful new year. Talk to you guys soon.